This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. You know, I can pretty much promise you anybody that's at this stage of the game right now that's preparing for a trip or going through their their workouts uh, in their early stages walk away from the court a lot of times pissed off because you have too many turnovers and you're sloppy. Uh, And, you know, again, the thing that we're looking for is when we do close this thing after our 10th practice and get on the airplane uh, to go over to Italy, we're a lot better and a lot further ahead than where we are now. And and we have a lot of room uh, to grow, you know, but again, that's that's everybody at this stage that's, uh, that's preparing for one of these trips. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, as we're going to talk some Nebraska basketball. You heard head coach Fred Hoiberg there as really first public media availability since being hired um, as the head coach. And they got 10 practices going on. Media got to watch an entire practice yesterday or, or excuse me, on Tuesday um, to kind of see kind of how things look, Robin. And you said before you started the segment, there's a lot to talk about. Well, mm-hmm. so give me your biggest couple takeaways that you took out of just being in there, seeing these new guys and getting your first taste of Fred Hoiberg basketball in Nebraska. I mean, that's what it really was about for me was just actually getting to see all of these players and this new coaching staff work together as one team, as opposed to watching you know individual highlights of every single player and basing it all off what they had done before in Nebraska. And so, uh, one thing you always had to keep in mind while you're watching this is that was their, at that point, third official practice as a team. And so, you know, it was rusty. You know, it looked like a team, like a bunch of guys that have never played basketball together trying to become a unified team. And so, you know, when you think about it, that's what you should expect. And that's kind of what Fred was hinting to um, in that open was uh, this, this is a team that has a long way to go. And there's talent there. There's no doubt about it. I think from top to bottom, from an individual talent standpoint, they're better than they were a year ago. Um, you know, that, that starting five last year was really good. But the drop off from player six on down was significant whereas this team i mean you have eight to ten players that i think could be you know solid contributors if not you know marquee starters and so uh the issue is though that they you know are just still a bunch of individuals right now and communication is probably the biggest issue they have right now and that was one thing that uh, you know fred's such a calm cool collected guy uh, in you know every other aspect of his life but when you see him on the practice court he can get fiery, and there was a point where guys weren't talking and they weren't going 100% in a drill, and he laid into them. He showed some fire, dropped some f bombs, and you know really showed, uh, you know that this he's going to have a standard, and these guys need to live up to those standard very quickly. And so, uh, very much a work in progress, just with with this whole team as a whole. Um, and you know they're still missing some parts. Uh, Cam Mack, the heralded junior college point guard, uh, he's still not able to practice because they're waiting on him to get his. Uh, final grade from one last class from Salt Lake Community College and they should know within the next you know day or two by, by the end of the week hopefully uh, and I don't think there's very much concern about him getting that grade that he needs it's just a matter of getting it finalized getting the NCAA to sign off of it and you know going from there and then obviously uh, Yvonne uh, Wade Rogo uh, the the freshman from France he's still playing with the French national team and will be at the uh, FIBA uh, U18 championships in Greece. And so he'll miss the Italy trip. He'll miss all 10 practices leading up to that trip, which is unfortunate. But, uh, other than that, the rest of the team is here. Uh, and you know, they're every day, I think every practice, they're going to be a completely different looking team than what we saw uh, on Tuesday. Yeah. Robin, as you, as you look at it, was there a guy that you're like today already? I'm like, I know this guy is going to be yeah 
the leading scorer? I mean, who, like if you were to kind of analyze, who are your who are your kind of leading? And, and it's hard because we don't know what Max yeah. going to do, but. Max probably in the top two or three scores right now. If if you had to project, right? You would think, yeah. And again, I've He's never score. Seen, I've never seen him play, so I don't know. But uh, you know, the one guy that immediately jumped out that I don't know if he's gonna be a leading scorer, but he is going to be a critical piece of this team is Hanif Cheatham, uh, the grad transfer from Florida Gulf Coast by way of Marquette. He was as consistent and efficient as any player um, during that one practice. Now, again, I'm going to preface everything. This is one practice. <laughs> it was their third practice. But in that one, he was really good. And you can see that he has already taken on a leadership role. He's a fifth-year senior that isn't here to mess around. He is here to work and make the most of this one season. He didn't come to Lincoln for the runs. Exactly. So he, he's, like, he's, he's got one-track mind. And having that, I think, is going to be so valuable for this team where you know, you've got a bunch of guys that are coming from all different paths to have someone like him who has played high major college basketball. You know, I mean, he, he was really good at Marquette. Uh, and, you know, shoulder injury derailed his season last year at Mar- um, Florida Gulf Coast. But he's back healthy, and he's uh, determined, and he showed it. With, with every rep, he was going 100%, setting the tone. He was one of the two players picked by Fred Hoiberg to represent the team in the post-practice uh, press conference, along with uh, Deshaun Burke. And so I was really impressed with him. Uh, down the line, uh, Shamil Stevenson, uh, the kid who is still waiting on a potential waiver to make him so, uh, immediately eligible to start the season, they still feel confident about that waiver. It hasn't been submitted yet, but if he doesn't get it, he won't be eligible until the end of the first semester. But anyway, he, he's a guy that I really like. Um, and then one player who's not even going to play this year, who's a sit-out transfer, Delano Banton. He kind of stole the show a little bit just because you can see how good he could be in time. I mean, he is six foot eight, 200-some pounds, and he's pretty much nothing but arms and legs. And you, you watch him, he looks like he's not even trying hard. But during the wind sprints, you know, baseline to baseline, he's beaten everybody because he takes five yards a step. His legs are so long, and he's just naturally smooth. He's kind of got, you know, a little bit of that, that James Palmer to him where it looks effortless to him, and he's got inside-outside game. And one guy told me uh, within the program that if he continues to, you know, develop the way at the rate that he's on, he might not be in college very long. I mean, you're talking about a year or two to where he could have an opportunity to make an early jump just like Isaiah Roby did. And is it safe to say one of the sleepers is Charlie Easley? And, and I've been driving the Charlie Easley bus, you and, and, and you you debated me on that, but you, you finally got your first look at seeing him. And, I mean, is it safe to say he's one of the better walk-ons you can remember Nebraska's gotten? I mean, because usually walk-ons, you just the first day you're like, well, he's not going to ever be a factor. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got guys like Paul Volander and Drake Baranek, but they were kind of different situations where, uh, you know, they professor had, dad. Yeah, exactly. Baranek was like an all-American D two guy, that right? Came here. But you know, with with Charlie, you know, I mean. There were a lot of people that thought he was the best player in the state last year. I mean, he averaged 20-some Played points on a bad game foot all on year. a bad foot. And so my question with him was physically, you know, I mean, that's a huge jump from, uh, you know, Nebraska high school basketball to the Big Ten. But so far, phys- I mean, physically, that's not, the, that's not the issue. He's benching almost 300 pounds, and he looks every bit the, the – you know, the bulk of a Big Ten guard. And you watch it, I mean, he, he wasn't flashy. He didn't do anything to steal the show, but he was consistent. And he was always giving max effort. And, I mean, I, I cannot emphasize enough how far that will take you, especially with a detail-oriented guy like Fred Hoiberg, where if you do the right things all the time and you execute at a high trust. level all the time, the coach will trust you and you will play. And right now, I mean, I, I don't think it's out of line to say that Charlie Easy, on that Tuesday practice, was one of the top eight players in the court. 
which that I mean that that's as big of a shocker as as all because you know Fred Hoiberg at Iowa State didn't recruit one Iowa guy his whole time there, and for a walk on Nebraska kid, <laughs> I don't know what that says. I mean the guys he's brought in still are learning, but I mean yeah that that's another issue. I mean keep in mind that this team again it's it's practice three, and so but it makes you wonder like UNO and, and yeah I mean there's there's some schools around schools. the area within the state that really missed the boat not offering that kid a scholarship and they're going to be kicking themselves for a long time because charlie easley is good and like you said you 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 were the first as far as i know that was conducting that train and I, i'm buying the hype now and again i'm not trying to like hype him up as like he's going to be a starter but i think that he has got he's he'll well be an on arena way, favorite he's well on his way to being a contributor for this team as a walk-on and potentially down the road could have a chance to earn a scholarship he will when he if he gets on the floor this year he will be the arena favorite no question and here's asked. another thing to, to keep in mind that outside of cam mack they don't have a true point guard on the roster and so charlie might be more of a, a two or maybe played more of a as a shooter in high school, but uh, I think that he's got an opportunity there. I mean, that could be his route to seeing playing time because Gervais Green's not a true point guard. Deshaun Burke's not a true point guard. Uh, and so the know, eight minute guy or six. Yeah, yeah. Just eight, if get, foul trouble or injury happens like that, which it always does, there's going to be a window of opportunity. And if Charlie continues to bring it the way he has, I mean, he, he's going to have a shot. Well, we're going to have lots of basketball talk. Uh, they leave when, Robin? August 3rd. So that's coming next week. And Robin will be locked into training camp, but he's going to be probably more locked into Italy as uh, all those games will be televised. Well, on we don't know that yet. Stream there, that's the hope. There's a company in Italy where they're going to try and stream not only, not only Nebraska, but uh, all there's a bunch of other colleges that are going out there to play games. And so that company is trying to figure out the logistics of being able to stream all these games. That sounds real promising. Right. The fact that they don't know it yet and we're like a couple weeks away. But but that's still the hope that this – I mean, that's going to be the only option. Like, Nebraska's not going to, like, have Seamus stand there with his Twitter live on Ben McLaughlin's going. He should run, run a camera. Know, Come on, Ben. So, we'll – We'll see. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we will be able to watch uh, them actually play some real teams. And about those games, don't put a lot of stock into them. They're going to use probably a different starting lineup for every game. They're going to have different substitution patterns for every game because all that's going to be about is experimenting with lineups and seeing what works and what doesn't. I said if Kent and Jake would have went out there and the network aired those games during the day, I think a lot of the affiliates would have aired the games. Sure. I mean, it's one of the biggest things going on right now. I mean, it would have been really interesting just to kind of follow the broadcast of those five games. And I know the network will have um, been out there, but I don't know if that means play-by-play or just reports. Yeah, for sure they're going to do full-on reports with interviews and all that stuff. And then obviously Seamus is going to do little write-ups with box scores. So if nothing else, we'll be able to at least get a glimpse of who does well and who doesn't. But again... Take all of that Italy trip with a grain of salt because it's going to be more about experimentation than actual evaluation. All right. When we come back, we're going to take your questions in the mailbag. Grace Harmon will join us in studio next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.